This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com <coughs> Okay, good morning everyone. In ten days, in less than ten days, nine days, it's the Hilula, the yard site of the Abir Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov Abir And this week's parasha Vayechi, he has especially uh, very powerful divrei Torah and uh, principles that are important to know. So I'll cover as many as I can. First, he starts with the pasuk, Vayehi Yaakov be'eretz Mitzrayim shivayisre shana, Vayehi Yaakov shnei chayav sheva shanim ve'arbaim u'me'ad shana. Yaakov's life was 147 years old. So Rabbi Yaakov asks a very important question. Why is it that Yaakov Avinu didn't live like the years of his forefathers? Avram Avinu lived till 175 years old. Yitzchak lived till 180 years old. So why did Yaakov only live till 147? Says Rabbi Yaakov Abir the following. Yaakov Avinu was the, uh, was, was the tzaddik shelo yatsa mimenu shum psul. That means all his children came out like good children. I mean, Avram Avinu had Yishmael, Yitzchak had Esav, but Yaakov came out with perfect children. Right? And on top of that, in Yaakov Avinu's name is El. Right? Yisrael. So if that just strengthens the question. If he was so holy, how come he didn't live to the years of his forefathers? So says Rabbi, says Rabbi Yaakov Abirsira the following. In order to understand the greatness of Yaakov Avinu, we have to understand that the gematria of Yaakov is 182. That's the gematria of of Yaakov, right? 182. 182 is seven times the name of Yudke Vavke. Seven times 26, 100, 182. So, the Yaakov Avinu, his years, he only lived to 147. 147 is not Yudke Vavke, rather it's the gematria of Aleph Hey Yud Hey Ehye Asher Ehye the name of Ehye of Hashem seven times Ehye is 147. Now he writes a concept in Kabbalah that it is a little bit uh, uh, very lofty for us, but we'll say it anyways. That the name of Ehye basically envelops Yud Kei Vav Kei, and that's a very very high level. Okay, so just in Gematria Yaakov Avinu. Achieved, Yaakov Avinu's gematria is once again is 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 Yaakov's gematria is one eighty two, which is seven times Yudke Vavke. But in his years of one hundred and forty seven, which is Ehye seven times seven times Ehye, which is one hundred forty seven, he achieved seven times Yudke Vavke, which is one hundred and eighty two. So that just shows his short years of one hundred forty seven. He was able to really achieve his years that he should have lived, which was up to 182, which is the Gematria Yaakov. Okay? That's the start off the parsha. That's just the, uh, the hors d'oeuvres. We're, get, we're getting started. Um, a very quick vort on the next pasuk. He says, Vayar Yisrael b'nei Yosef vayomer mi ele. He says, who are these? So, mi uh, ele, whenever you have the word ele, it has a negative connotation when Bnei Israel used it by the Cheta Egel, and they said, Ele Elohecha Yisrael, this is your God Israel. Ele is a language that refers to Avodah Zarah. 
And when a person splits the mem from the ele, what happens is, is that he splits the name of Elohim. And he splits the mem from, from ele, so he, he causes a separation. So when Yisrael saw the children of Yosef, he said, Mi ele was there since these boys were brought up in Egypt, married them, married to non-Jews. They were influenced from non-Jews. So maybe, mi ele, maybe there's a separation between the mem and ele, and between the mem and ele is the name Elohim. Just without the yud, but it's, it's the name Elohim. So maybe, uh, I'm sorry, it is with the yud. The, you have the yud. Mi ele is the name Elohim. And maybe they split it and they made mi separate from ele, and ele is avodazarav, ele Elohecha Yisrael. So that's what Yehud, uh, Yosef at Sadiq comforted, comforted uh, Yaakov and he said, no, Banayhem, they were made Bekidusha, Asher Natani Elohim Baze. Elohim gave them to me. In other words, me El is really joined and it's really Elohim. So there was no separation. So Yaakov, Yosef, Yaakov was concerned that there was a separation in Elohim between me and Ele. Ya- Yosef is saying, Banayel, El Asher Natani Elohim Baze. Elohim gave it to me, which is why we didn't use the name Yudke Vavke. We, we specifically used, uh, used the, uh, uh, the, the name Elohim. That's the second Dvar Torah on the parasha. The third. Yehuda. When, Yosef, when Yaakov started giving a blessing to Yaakov, uh, to, 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 the, to the children, to the Shvatim. So we're going to talk about Be'ezat Hashem, um, three of the Shvatim. We're going to talk about Yehuda, Zevulun, and Yisachar. The first is Yehuda. Yehuda thought that he was going to get rebuked. Instead, Yaakov Avinu tells him, Yehuda, Ata yoducha achecha yadecha be'orif oivecha. You were, you, your, 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 your brothers will admit to you that your hand was in the neck of your enemy. Yishtachavu lecha b'nei avicha, and the, 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 the children of your father will bow down to you. Gur arye Yehuda mitelef b'nei alita. Gur Yehuda Alita that you are a lion that once you go onto your prey, you don't let go. What's the significance? So says Rabbi Akova Birsera that the Arizal teaches us a very important principle. The Arizal tells us the following that there are certain very holy Nishamot, there are certain very holy um, souls that have to come into the world. The problem is like this. The Yetzir Hara doesn't want to let these Nishamot come down to the world. Because they are among the Klipot. They are among these shells, these Klipot that attach themselves onto the Nishamot in the world of the Nishamot and doesn't let them go because the Klipot have nothing of their own. They just sap energy from the Nishamot. So if they let the Nishamot go, they're going to die, so they don't want to go. But they have to. So what, how do they let, when do they let it go? When they see that there is something that's inappropriate in the world below, they know, you know what, the Nishamot will go down, everybody will come back to us, the dark side. Yeah, they know it will come back eventually to the dark side. So you had a very, very special Nishamot that was waiting to be born, which was going to be the Nishamot of the Mashiach eventually. But in order to do that, the klipot had to let go of it. So Hashem made the instance and the 
and the, the, the scenario between Yehuda and Tamar, Yehuda sinning with his daughter-in-law. And there was a, a, a dark point, and then the, the klipot let the nishama go down. Once the nishama came down, Yehuda grabbed the nishama by its neck, and he said, I'm not letting you go. And from there the Mashiach came, right? Because from the union of Tamar and Yehuda, Peretz was born. And, and, and from Peretz came eventually the, the lineage of, uh, of David HaMelech and Mashiach. So that's what the Pasuk means. Yehuda, your brothers will admit to you that you were right. Why? Because you grabbed your enemies. Oivecha is the klipot. You grabbed those klipot and you didn't let, in other words, you let that nishama not go back to the klipot. And Gur Yehuda, you're like a lion. Because a lion, the nature of a lion is once it attaches itself to its prey, it won't let it go. And that's what you did. You attach yourself to that nishama and you, and you help develop it. And that's the secret why you see with David and Bathsheba and with, uh, and, and with uh, Ruth and Boaz, that's where the Mashiach came from because it's all these shady, uh, not clear relationships because that's the only way a holy neshama could come down and eventually we'll, um, we'll, um, we'll, uh, we'll be able to illuminate the world because otherwise the klipot won't let that neshama go down. That's the secret of Yudah and Tamar, of Boaz and Ruth and of David and Bathsheba. Okay, let's continue. Then you have uh, Zevulun. What does it say in the Pasuk of Zevulun? He will reside on the oceans where the boats come. So Rabbi Yaakov says it's hinting to us a very important lesson in life for Parnassah that we all have to remember, which is the following. A person has to put his faith in Hashem, that if he is puts more hours of day of Torah learning, Hashem will send him more biracha, and he will Hashem will give him the the parnasa that he needs. Some, and he brings from the Mesilat Yisharim. In the bottom, they bring a quote from the Mesilat Yisharim that is so important. A person doesn't have to exaggerate in hishtadlut. Doesn't have to increase so much of effort in order to get his parnasa, He has to do something small, and has bitachon Hashem, and Hashem will give the bracha to him. And he says, what happens is, is like this. If somebody puts his bitachon in Hashem, says Rabbi Yaakov, he will fulfill what's written in the Pasuk in Mishle. Birkat Hashem hita'ashir, the bracha of Hashem is going to make a person rich. Velo yosif etzeviman. He's not going to have difficulty because he put his bitachon in Hashem. He doesn't have to work 15 hour work days. He makes his normal hour workdays and goes to the Bet Midrash and the Bet Knesset and Hashem will send him the Parnasa. This is the meaning of the Pasuk, Zevulun lechof yamim Mishkon. Zevulun is a language of Zevul. Zvul is in reference to Olam Abba. That's the, that's the language of Zvul, means a, 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 a place where Hashem resides. It's the Gan Eden, uh, like the Shara Kavanot writes, that it's, it's, the, it's, it's Gan Eden. So Zevulun... If you want to have a place in Ulam Abba, lechof yamim mishkon. Go to the oceans. What does the oceans mean? Go to the ocean of wisdom, which is the Torah. And if you do that, lechof aniyot. You're going to have the boats coming from outside and bringing you the parnasa. Like it says, mimerchak tavid. Like it says by by Eshet Chayil, haitaka aniyot socher. The the Torah is like uh, boats coming from far away. It'll bring the, 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 the bread from far out. Because if a person 
if a person believes in Hashem and he sits in the Bet Midrash in the Yam HaChokhmah, in the ocean, Hashem will bring him from outside the Parnassah in Sidon, and he's going and his Yerech, that means his his relying is going to be on Sidon. It's a it was a it's a it's a place in uh, Lebanon, which uh, we hope comes back to us one day. But in the meantime, Sidon is Gematria Elohim Chaim. He's going to have his his Bitachon in Hashem. Then Hashem is going to give him his Parnasa. That's about Zevulun. And last last Dvar Torah we're going to say about Yisachar, and this is going to blow us also away. Is that Rabbi Yaakov is going to explain based on the last mission in Masechet Uktsin that people say by Yasiyum. And it says like this, Atid HaKadosh Baruch Hu Ohavai Yesh. Hashem is eventually going to give Yesh to his, the ones he loves. What does Yesh mean? Says the Arizal. Yesh is the 310 worlds. Shai Olamot. There are 310 worlds that Hashem is going to give every single tzaddik. 207 of them are Rachamim, which is the, the right of a person, and 103 of them is Midatadin, is the left. Okay? Which is, um, which is, um, um, the right is rachamim and the left is din. What is the most challenging time during the day? Mincha time. Mincha, mincha, that praying mincha is where you have tikborit dinim, you have harsh dinim, and that's why it's so important. The Zohar Kadosh says a person has to be careful for tefillat mincha because it has so much energy and so much potential. So when a person uh, awakens, that he has to awaken the midat adin. He has to. He he. Ha, if he does that, he will he will be able to acquire those one hundred and three worlds of midat adin, which is during the time of mincha. Now listen to this: the gematria of mincha. If you open it up. Mem, I think the Arizal writes this already. Mem, Nun, Chet, Hey, and Taf, with the four letters of Mincha, equals Sachar, reward. So if you want to have the reward of the 310 worlds, because you remember, you prayed Mincha, so you got the most difficult of the worlds, is 103 plus the 207 worlds, you're always going to get because that's Rachamim. So you, I, think, I hope you're always going to get them. So, so if you're going to put Sachar, which is, Mincha, it's the gematria of Mincha when you open up Mincha b'milui, that's it, which is five hundred and uh, and uh, five hundred and well, you have to calculate it. That's that's the gematria comes out. Yeah, five hundred and twenty. Five hundred and twenty is is Mincha b'milui, and that's also the gematria of Sachar. If you're going to do that, then you're going to get the Shai Ulamot. What is the word Yisachar? Yes, Sachar. You want to get the Yesh Shin Yud, the 310 worlds? Do Mincha, which is the Gematria. You'll get the reward of Sachar of Mincha. You'll get those 310 worlds. And when you do that, when is Mincha time? Harobetz Mishpatayim. It's the time, it's the Bein Hashmashot time. It's the time in between. That's what it means, Robetz Benem Mishpatayim. That is going in between the times. Once you do that, Vayar Minucha. You'll pray Minucha. Minucha is the language of Mincha. You'll see, you'll see that the land is open in front of you. So if a person wants to get those Shai Olamot, which is Yesh Sachar, he should concentrate on Mincha, which is the most challenging. And when he concentrates on Mincha, he sweetens the judgments. Those are the four unbelievable Divrei Torah from Rabbi Yaakov. Chazaku Baruch.
You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.